The mission is simple, to help high achievers naturally eliminate emotional and physical obstacles so they can optimize their life for higher achievement. Welcome. You have just entered the Genesis Zone. Hello, hello, hello. Good day and welcome to the Genesis Zone show. This is Dr. Brian Brown. Uh, Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule again on this beautiful Thursday. Um, Every 67 seconds, someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Uh, That translates to one one in nine Americans have this disease. Now, shrinkage of brain size is one of the earliest indicators of developing the disease, and, and it's a predictor of, of how it, how rapidly it will progress. Yet the Amazonian Samane tribe have 70% slower brain shrinkage than do any other people in America or the Western world for that matter. So why is this? In today's show, I'll share the latest brain health secrets of these isolated people. Last week, uh, I spoke to you about PCOS and and a possible link or genetic link between irregular periods and liver disease. And guys, if you're tuning in right now, don't tune out because I've got a message for you at the end of this little update. If you missed that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because I explain in great detail how all of these are genetically and metabolically linked to insulin resistance. While preparing for this week's episode, I ran across an article that hasn't been published yet, so I couldn't help myself because it relates to last week's episode. The Journal of Frontiers in Nutrition accepted this research study for publication. So in other words, it's pre-publication, but you get to hear about it right now before it even goes to press later this year. Now, here's a random fact about PCOS that'll put this study into perspective. Women of Asian descent have higher rates of PCOS than the rest of the world. No one really knows why, but researchers from Asian countries are very interested in finding solutions to PCOS. Now, three universities in China teamed up to conduct dietary research with PCOS women, and they proved exactly what I concluded last week from epigenetic commonalities I see among PCOS clients of my own that I've had through the years. They found that a Mediterranean diet combined with a low carbohydrate diet helped to do three things. Number one, restore normal menstrual cycles. Number two, correct hormonal imbalances. And number three, reverse metabolic and insulin instability. Did you hear that? This happens all from a simple dietary change, a Mediterranean diet combined with low-carbohydrate diet. Now, I don't have the specific numbers yet because they didn't give it to us in this pre-publication release. But when the full study is published in the fall, I'll report back to you. And by the way, I didn't say this last week, but I will say this now. To the guys listening to the show, this topic is of equal importance to you. Now, I know that guys can't have PCOS, but remember, it's only an insulin dysregulation disorder, which wreaks havoc on hormone levels. Guys can have insulin dysregulation disorders as well. And when they have insulin dysregulation disorders, guess what? They have similar hormone imbalances if their insulin is out of whack. 
Just keep that in mind, okay? Next, I want to share an update in the area of genetics. Since the late 1990s, it's been a well-established fact that childhood trauma and adversity is associated with poor physical and mental health outcomes in adulthood, such as depression, anxiety, substance abuse, heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Just three days ago, an interesting study was published in the Journal of Frontiers and Genetics. Researchers at the Healthy Nevada Project looked at more than 60,000 study participants and found that not only does childhood trauma correlate with higher rates of illnesses in adulthood, such as the ones I just mentioned, it also correlates with increased body mass index and obesity. In fact, children who endure trauma, they found, uh, such as you know, they endure trauma, neglect, abandonment, or other adverse circumstances, are 1.5 times as likely to become obese compared to their non-traumatized counterparts. Now, as you've heard me say time and time again, think of genetics like light, light switches. Some are good switches, some are bad switches, and our goal is to make sure that the good switches are turned on and the bad switches are turned off. Now, this study identified 55 new light switches that were turned in the wrong direction. One particular gene called the CAMK1D gene had three gene SNP variants associated with it. And another called LHPP had four of these gene SNP variants. Not coincidentally, these same seven gene SNPs have previously been studied and associated with mental health disorders. Now, as our knowledge of these new connections grows, we'll be able to uh, define the best way to support our genes through precision lifestyle modifications. We aren't fully there yet uh, with these new genes. We are with the ones that we're working with right now, but these newer genes, we're not fully there yet, but we will be soon. Now I want to switch to a fresh update on inflammation immunity and its link to obesity. And this ties in to the study that the, of the main topic that we're going to be talking about today. Irish and German researchers at Trinity College in Dublin published remarkable findings from a new obesity study yesterday. They discovered that there are certain immune and inflammation proteins held in the fat cells of obese people. And when these immune and inflammation proteins are elevated, an obese person puts on more fat and gains weight. Now, out of curiosity, they wanted to see what would happen when the immune and inflammation protein levels dropped in these fat cells. And to their surprise, the obese study participants lost fat and subsequently lost weight. Now, big pharma's all over this. They're, they're wanting to create a new medication, a wonder drug for weight loss that will actually tackle this inflammation. Um, and although the, uh, the researchers didn't mention this, I suspect that there is an epigenetic link to these abnormal inflammatory and immune proteins being elevated. I suspect we'll find this to be true very soon. So I don't know what that does for big pharma's agenda, 
But from an epigenetic standpoint, we can take care of these things naturally. And I think we'll find that out very, very soon. Now on to today's main topic of brain health secrets of Amazon's Samane people. Before I get into that, I have a bit of a confession to make. You know that I've always said my mantra is inflammation is synonymous with immunity. That's true. And I've said these two things being synonymous are the root cause of all illness and disease. Well, today's main topic may force me to change my thinking on this just a little bit. More on that in a minute. As a well-known fact in medical circles, uh, brain atrophy, which is a fancy word for shrinkage, leads to impaired thinking, memory loss, and physical decline. It's also heavily correlated with dementia. The, the more the brain shrinks, the higher the risk for dementia, the faster it accelerates. In fact, as I said in my introduction, every 67 seconds, someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Now, I must admit, I missed this particular study when it was published this past December um, in the Journal of Gerontology, but it's definitely worth reviewing right now. A team of international researchers knew of an isolated group of Amazonian native people called the Samane, who in previous studies had been found to have some of the lowest rates of cardiovascular disease in the world. But they also wanted to know if the Samane people had lower rates of cerebrovascular brain, brain, brain blood vessel and dementia-related disease as well. After performing brain scans and blood laboratory work on 746 indigenous people aged 40 to 94, they found that the Samane people had a 70% slower decline in brain atrophy compared to any other people group in the Western world. Now, this translated to a significantly lower rate of dementia among the Samane population, But the holy grail question is why? Why did this occur? First, let's take a look at the typical Western diet and lifestyle. Although we have access to, quote unquote, modern medical care, people who live in the West typically lead a sedentary lifestyle and eat foods that are high in saturated fat. Now, in contrast, the Samane people, uh, they do not have access to modern medical treatments but they eat a diet high in fiber and vegetables, and they also eat significant amounts of very lean protein sources, such as fish. Interestingly, researchers also found that blood lab results uh, indicated significant levels of inflammation in the Samani uh, uh, tribes people, similar to that of Westerners. Now, you have to think, if my previous thinking was is that inflammation and immunity being both interrelated and both of those affecting, uh, you know, rates of, of, of disease or, or causes of disease, then why is, why are we seeing that the Samani people have slower progression of brain atrophy as they age, but they have equally, uh, equally as high inflammatory markers as people of the Western world. The, the scientists suppose that this was likely due 
to significantly higher rates of parasite infestations, respiratory infections, and gastrointestinal issues that they deal with on an ongoing basis, uh, which was causing all of this inflammation. As a side note, inflammation has always been thought to be one of the key mechanisms of dementia development and cardiovascular disease development. But in the Somani people, it didn't seem to have any effect at all, or at least very little effect. The research team speculates that the reason inflammation is less of an issue in the Somani people is, guess what? They're more active. Inflammation in the presence of a sedentary lifestyle, as we know in the Western world, leads to obesity and metabolic dysfunction. This is typical of people in the Western world, but quite the opposite for the Somani people. Remember when I said that today's main topic may force me to change my thinking just a little bit on the relationship between inflammation and immunity and the fact that they, they both in turn are linked to root causes of all diseases. Well, I humbly, humbly and respectfully tell you that this study may persuade me to change my mind just a little bit. As evidenced by this inflammation data with the Samane people, I don't think we can ethically say that all inflammation is the root cause of all disease because it's obviously not. But I think it is safe to say that it's a factor in causing some disease. And for some diseases, it may be the root cause. At minimum, I think we now understand that lifestyle factors such as regular movement and exercise, and dare I add to this, epigenetics are critical in determining disease presentation and severity. Well, that wraps it up for today. If uh, if you're one of those people that's struggling with, you know, chronic nagging challenges, um, and you're not quite sure where to go with that, you not you don't have the answers, and you want answers, or you're a biohacker and simply want to take your biohacking journey to the highest level, or maybe you're just curious about your inflammatory genes and how that is increasing or not increasing your risk for other challenges like dementia and cardiovascular disease. Maybe it's time to learn how epigenetic profiling could be the answer. I've created a five-day bootcamp called the Gene Hack Bootcamp. And by the end of that five days, you'll have a keen understanding of exactly, exactly where you need to focus in your wellness journey or health recovery. You'll learn about the exact genes you need to have tested in order to address any hangups that you have. And you'll learn some of my favorite genetic modifying natural treatments. Um, Also, you can, you know, begin to feel better and feel fully optimized. And and ultimately, so you can live the, the life you've always wanted to live. Right now, we are running a promotional special uh, and, and the boot camp is free. I'm not sure how long it's going to be that way. Normally it's $47 right now. It's free. I can't promise, um, you know, when that price will go up, but right now you've got it for free. If you go to drbriangbrown.com forward slash gene hack forward slash bootcamp, you can register for it right there and, uh, start the whole process. Um, tune in next Thursday at noon Eastern standard time for our next, uh, in the zone segment where I'll be sharing my my insights about uh, the latest research as it relates to optimizing your, your, your genes, optimizing your physical and emotional wellness journey. Most informed and most trusted uh, and most grateful you spent this time with us today. Until next time, 
stay in the zone. I'm Dr. Brian Brown.